0: Do, do something but anyway I don't know why we're having this trouble everything back there is supposed to be brand new and seems like the devil's trying to get in in everything when the spirit of the Lord anoints you it's for a reason yes it's for a reason the Bible tells us in Acts 10:38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good. He lent all that was oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. In Luke 4 and 18, Jesus opened the book of Isaiah the prophet and He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel. He's anointed me to mend the brokenhearted. He's anointed me to preach deliverance to the captive. So when the Spirit of the Lord anoints you, it ain't just so you can feel good. It's for a purpose. God's got a purpose. When His Spirit anoints you and moves on you. And we got to get sensitive to the working of the Spirit of God. Give me just a little bit of treble on this. It just sounds like I'm in a hole. Thank you, Lord. Okay. We'll try it there. And the Lord... ah, it's something messing up that head. I knew it bogged down on me all of a sudden. Turn me down a little bit now. I knew it just went, because I was listening to her, like she just went dead. But the Lord is, He stirred my spirit up, and I went back, and I pulled up a service. I don't know if it's the last one I preached. If it wasn't, it was the next to the last one. What did I preach last service in Fort Payne, November 30th? So the 9th, the when the Lord spoke in such a strong way, uh, was one of the last services I preached there. But one of the first things God spoke in that service was there's a change in the Spirit. He said there was a change. So ever since November the 9th of 2014, God's been trying to bring us into a change. In September the, 9th, the 4th, 2016, right here, God spoke in a prophecy. The first thing God said, He said, I have ordered a change, or I've changed the course of man in the earth. So God's been trying to change us and get us out of religion and get us to the place we can hear his voice. We can be sensitive to his spirit. Because the church is not for soul winning. Ooh. The church is to teach and shepherd and bring forward those that. Have been saved and brought into the fold. Salvation isn't right here. It's out there. Oh. Y'all hear what I'm saying? People are brought into the church to be edified. They're brought in the church to be... You very seldom have people come to church and get saved. Very seldom. Even back when they had great revivals. You have some soul, but a lot of people got saved outside the church. And Brother Michael Harris sent me an article this week on a woman that lived back at the turn of the century. Her name was Maria Woodworth-Edder. Had great miracle. I mean great miracles. Started preaching in the 1800s. I can't remember exactly when, but there's several books about her. I've heard about her. I've never read her books. I think my mama and my Bonnie, my sister, different people and, and they've talked to me. I've heard about her, but I didn't know nothing about her. But they said in nineteen thirteen, this is what caught Mother Michael's attention. He sent me an article on her and said she spoke a prophecy that said we had not yet come to the fullness of the former reign. I said, "Whoa." Never heard anybody else say that. But she spoke in a prophecy and said, we've not yet come to the fullness of the former rain. But when we do, and as the latter rain comes in, she said, we're going to see things we have never seen. And they said, she spoke that in 1913 and said, in a hundred years that God will begin to lay the foundation for this spirit to come in. Where are we at? Right there. One hundred and five years later, right. To, whoo, Right there. Lord. God's getting us ready to send a visitation that no generations ever had. Get those, get that paper out that I give you on the comparison of those prophecies, and see how many times. There is about six times in six different prophecies God said no generations ever received this. Yeah. God has made us exceeding great and precious promises. And I'm going to possess what God's doing. Got to have it. I've put my life in this. One thing God spoke in uh, that service on uh, 11, 9, 14. He said, you watch what God does in yes, Hallelujah. The devil's done everything he could to the hold to keep this church down. Now she's coming up. Now she's coming up. Y'all hear me? She's coming up. The enemy ain't going to hold her down. God spoke in that prophecy. He said there's a change. So I I was ministering. The first thing he said, he said there's a change in the spirit. The second thing he said, and I stood and raised my hand, said if I be a servant of the Lord, you mark my words. The word of the Lord and the kingdom of God is go to the Gentiles. 19, I mean 2014, God said the word of the Lord and the kingdom is fixing to go to the Gentiles. Because you can't do nothing with church folks. It's just what my wife said. We have cried. We churched and rechurched. Go out and put up a tent. where you get church folks. Go in a building. Church folks. Go to a church. Church folks. And they're stuck in a hamster wheel. Stuck in a hamster wheel. I told my wife the other morning. I said, man, God's people like you on a hamster wheel. Just running and running and running and running. Going nowhere. She said, my Lord. She said, I put that in one of my articles to my ladies. I said, really? She said, yeah, God spoke that to me. I said, I had no idea. People running just as hard as they can run. ain't getting nowhere. Ain't getting nothing accomplished. Why? Trying to do it in doctrine. Trying to do it in tradition. They said that woman had a little church and said she came come out there to preach. Said the church packed out, people standing outside. Said she went and stood on the stump. About 2,000 people or people started coming. Most of them come to mock her. Said the Spirit of the Lord come on her. She held her Bible up in one hand standing on that stump. Said the Spirit of God froze her. She stayed there all that day Through the night Into the next day Hold that Bible up froze by the Spirit of God Never moved And said, over 2,000 people People kept coming Got over 2,000 people Said the Spirit of the Lord hit her And she began to preach Under such an anointing Said the Spirit of God Began to slay people Spirit of God Began to slay them and they said for fifteen and twenty miles around that meeting businesses and homes I, everywhere. Said they found people slain I, in the spirit of God and conviction I fell on them. I, we ain't seen a move God I, Said they go into trances and stay there I, for days on end. I, said a doctor come out I, to a house just having meeting in fifteen. Doctors come out there, wanted to prove the power of God wrong. They said a man come out there and started going through the house. I walked in a room and said his son was at the altar praying. Was damn praying, seeking God. And the boy wanted his daddy to pray for him. He couldn't pray for him because the spirit of God fell on him and God took him in a trance and let him see the horrors of hell. And then after a long struggle, God saved him. We were in the end to of this. Oh, that no generation's ever had. Your eyes have not seen. Your ears have not heard. Neither has it entered in the heart of Mahan. You want somebody to get saved? You want them to have an experience with God? Tell God to open their eyes and let them see hell. Hadn't been about a month ago then. Somebody commented on something I wrote and they said, I was at work and got to talking about the Lord and some one young lady, you know, just young in her 20s, looked at me and said, I know I'm going to hell. Said another one says, save me a seat, I'm going with you. I said, you know why they said it? They got this Hollywood vision of hell. Hell's a big party. Hell's fun. Hell's happy. I I said you want to see God do something in them. I, get in prayer and pray. God take the eyes. I take the scales off their eyes. Let them see the horrors. I, it's time for this generation I, to see the horrors of hell. I, it's time for them to see the horrors I, of hell. I, my God, what kind of hell would this nation be in I, if that had not been a fake I, report over in Hawaii? I, if a ballistic missile had hit Hawaii I, and killed into the thousands? I, We'd be in nuclear war right now This uh, this world will be in flames uh, Burning up with nuclear bombs Who uh. better believe uh, The devil wants to destroy uh, And tear up a God uh, is bringing in a spirit uh, Of true revival uh, A spirit of holiness and deliverance uh. And it ain't going to be a church thing uh. It's going to be a God thing Church ain't going to get it done This is what God put in my spirit. I'm going to Isaiah 43 if I can get there. Then I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. I mean, you think about the Spirit of God moving in and the Spirit of God slaying people for 15 and 20 miles and bringing conviction in their hearts. Back when the Lord showed me and I gave you all that article about that revival over off that little island in Scotland, that Hebrew Revival, y'all remember a few months back? They said the Spirit of God, they'd leave the church and be headed down the roads so and people be laying in fields, laying out there weeping and crying and repenting and praying because the Spirit of God come out of that church. They said that people come from the police station one day. I said, my God, man, somebody come down here. we got five or 600 people down here praying and wanting to repent. We don't know what to do with them. We don't know how to help them. I want somebody to come. Help them. When God gets ready to move, He's going to move regardless. I'm telling you. There's a visitation of the Spirit of God that's going to bust out of us. It's going to explode out of us. And the power of deliverance. God told us. Right here, I. he said, "If you'll get in this church and pray, i said send the spirit I, five miles in every direction, I. and I'll begin to save souls." It's here. I. It's on us. The I am has come down. I. He ain't coming down. I. He has come down. The Holy's looking for is the vessel. Somebody say, "Here am I, Lord?" Send me whatever. Whatever it takes, whatever I gotta do,
1: whatever I gotta walk
0: away from, hear my Lord, send me, use me, use me, use me. That's what God's looking for. This is what God put in my spirit. In Isaiah 43. But I'm going to verse 18. Remember ye not the former things? neither consider the things of old. I remember the Spirit of the Lord fell in here. I think it was the day I had Brother Justin walk around the church. Come back in that door and the Spirit of the Lord hit him. He fell on his knees right there. He said, don't consider the former things. Don't remember the things of old. Don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. That article I sent out Oh man, I got all kind of comments. Wow, that was a woman of God. Wow, I've read her books. Wow, I've got her books. Wow, she had great miracles. That wasn't the purpose. The purpose was the prophecy. There's coming a the move of God. There's coming an outpouring. There's coming a visitation of the Spirit of God that's going to go beyond anything our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, anything that our hearts can understand. And it's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. This is the visitation now and the generation now of a move of God. we got to shake ourselves out of religion. we got to shake ourselves out of religion. I don't care where God moves. But the Spirit of the Lord comes on me for a reason. They just make me feel good. They just make me feel good. They just make you feel good. They just, you good. They just give you Holy Ghost goosebumps. All people want to do is go to church and sing and shout and praise God. Talk in tongues, weep and cry and run and stagger around the Holy Ghost. And then when they go out of the church, wow, what a move of God! Man, we had church! Okay. What changed? What changed? I've never seen so many people call themselves Christians that about every other day they're ready to give up. You know what I'm talking about? Every time you talk to them, I think I'll just quit. What does that mean? Go ahead and quit, then what are you gonna do? Let me tell you something. That is a religious demon. That's a religious demon. When God saved you, what, 93, 94? Was there ever a day that you got up that you said, I'm just going to quit? There's a fire burning in your spirit. God set you aflame, set you on fire of the Holy Ghost. When God really touched your life... You didn't think? Well, I think I'll just quit today. I'll just... No, there was something in there. There was a fire. There was a burning. There was a waiting. Uh, there was a moving. You knew something changed and you. Something happened to you. That thing is a religious demon. Uh, it's a lying spirit of a pit of hell. Uh, and it's got into people's relationship. Man, uh, I can't stand somebody to tell me. Uh, well, how she walk? Or go, well, I'm just holding on. Uh, now you let a lying force a hell. Uh, couldn't in your relationship in your spirit uh, cause the spirit of, uh, of the Holy Ghost is coming you uh, it's the power of the resurrected Christ uh, it is not discouragement it's not defeat uh, it's not disappointment uh, it's not giving up uh, it is power over the uh, demon forces of hell over sickness uh, disease, depression, discouragement uh, and it brings peace, joy, love uh, and it brings the strength and the power uh, of the spirit of Christ You ain't got the Spirit of Christ. And the words come out of your mouth, well, I don't just give up. You ain't got the Spirit of Christ, I got. Say, I'm just holding on. Forty-six years, them words ain't never come out of my mouth. I've been with her nearly thirty-six, and she'll tell you, thirty-six married, and probably almost a year before that, she ain't never seen me discouraged and ready to give up. I might get upset with people from time to time. I ain't never ready to give up and walk away from my Savior. I ain't never ready to walk away from my God. Why? He's healing, He's deliverance, He's salvation, He's power, He's authority. And He said it's the mighty power that worketh in you. There's something working in here. There's something working in here. There's a revealing of the kingdom. There's a authority over devils. Uh, there's a power of created miracles being formed in here. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, God didn't call us to quit. He didn't call us to back up. Uh, he said, I brought you. Uh, and I've called you to be created uh, in the image of my dear Son. Uh, to be conformed to His image. To be conformed uh, to the image of the resurrected Christ. Uh, that's what I'm called for. We're uh, just give up, figure in there. What is holding on fig- figure in there? Don't figure in there. It's all these religious songs that got spirits in them. It's got spirits in them. Everything with these songs, he's going through a trial. You're going through this, you're going through that. But I'm still holding on. Dear God, have mercy. I ain't holding on. I'm on top of the devil's head trying to stomp him in the ground. He's the one trying to hold on. He's the one trying to hold on. First John three and eight. The devil. He that sinneth is of the devil, for the devil sineth from the beginning. He's a liar and the father of a lie. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that He might destroy the works of the devil. And you telling me you got the Son of the Living God, you got the Spirit I, and the nature of the Son of the Living Christ I, inside of you, and you just holding on, I, you just trying to stay saved. No, I, there's something wrong with your relationship in God. I, there's something wrong with your walk with God, your dedication. I, there's something wrong with you. You got religious demons. You've been hanging around religion. I, you need get away from that religious water hole I, and come where there's fountains of living water flowing. I, hallelujah, you need to come where the healing waters I, are flowing and the fountains I, of living water broke forth I, and you can draw joy I, out of the wells of salvation. I, somebody get come alive. I, somebody wake yourself up. I, these religious spirits I, got the church bound and she's going to stay bound until she comes out of doctrine. Don't you love Jesus today? Remember ye not the former things Neither consider the things of old How many times has God told us that? Probably the last four or five years God said behold I do a new thing How many times y'all heard me say it Somebody else said How many times y'all heard it preached In the last four or five years Behold I do a new thing Especially strongly in the last two years I'm moving. I'm getting you ready. I'm preparing you for a visitation no generation's ever had. Who's hearing this? Who's hearing this? Ain't nobody hearing this? I, I, I sat right here and preached a warning and cried out and told people, you're fixing to miss the move of God. You're fixing to miss what God's doing because you think you got it. You're bound in this old Holy Ghost. You're bound in these old tongues. I studying this week and the Lord showed me Cornelius over in Acts the 10th chapter. Do you all know Cornelius was a Roman soldier? He was a centurion. He was in a, a band of soldiers called the Italian band. Cornelius might have spoke Greek. He might have spoke Hebrew. But his main language was Italian. Latin. That's what he's raised in. He spoke Latin. So when Peter and him come in and Peter began to preach about Jesus and the Holy Ghost began to fall. They began to speak in languages. Oh, people ain't going to like me. The word tongues and the word languages in the Bible mean the same thing. Does it not? Yes, okay. Look it up. It means same thing. So you tell me when you got the Holy Ghost, let's let's change it. That you didn't speak in tongues, you spoke in languages. Let me see you walk that one out. Because most people don't have a language. They got a ya na 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 They got a few words, they got a few syllables. They don't have a language. They don't have a language. When the Holy Ghost fell on those people, Peter said when he went in there, there was many people gathered together. There was many people out of Cornelius' house or out of Cornelius' band. Most of them probably spoke Italian or Latin. They spoke Latin. So when the Holy Ghost fell, Peter then probably heard them speaking Greek or Hebrew. Said they spoke in tongues. Did they da 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 da? Or did they speak in languages? Languages, languages. They spoke something Peter and them understood. Exactly. Or they knew they were speaking a language other than Latin. Who <laughs> I said I could give myself in all kind of trouble It's the wonder folks so don't like me? I'm tired of this mess. Got people bound. People bound up in this stuff. They want to run around the church, shout and praise God. Clatter off a few syllables and a few words in tongues. Call it the Holy Ghost. That ain't a language. That ain't a language. The more you grow in God, the deeper you get in God, the more you pray. The more you will get a prayer language and your prayer language will change. Oh yeah.
1: They magnified God.
0: So, the same thing happened to them that happened on the day of Pentecost. Because they said, we do here in our own native tongue. Every man magnified or talking about the wonderful works of God. So they magnified God on the day of Pentecost in natural languages. They magnified God in the house of Cornelius in natural languages. Woo! They didn't want to tie one another's tie. Used to preach on the street with an old brother. He's going to be with the Lord now. Bless his heart. He was just sweet as he could be. He lived in his car. And I got to traveling with him, preaching on the street. And every two or three hours, we'd stop somewhere and go to prayer. We stopped one day out in the cemetery and started praying in the cemetery. Now, you talking about a peaceful place to pray. Ain't nobody bothering in a cemetery. Ain't no spirits out there in a cemetery because there, no, there ain't nobody to possess in habits. You, you ain't got no spirits in a cemetery. Them dead folks ain't going to hurt you. But he's an old painted body man until the Lord saved him. And then God did turn his life around. But he lived for years with his wife. Work, paint and body. And every evening he'd go by the bar and drink. He didn't necessarily get drunk. He'd just go have a few beers before he'd come on home. And his wife kept trying to get him to go to church with her. He finally told her one day, he said, look. He said, I ain't going up there to that church you go to. She said, why not? He said, because every evening I go in the bar. He said, there's your deacons. There's your fellow church members. Sitting there drinking beer, reading Playboy, cussing, raising hell. Said, I live just as good or better than they do. You want me to go to church with them? I ain't doing it. But well, God did change him. God did change him. And when God changed him, she run him off.
1: <laughs> I've seen it happen a
0: lot. I've seen people pray and pray and pray for God to change their husband and wives and then they get saved and they don't run them off they just thought they wanted him saved. But I used to get so tickled at him. Because, like I said, he, th- he thought he had the Holy Ghost. And every time he'd pray and he'd feel the Spirit of God, it was, Karabasi, Lord. Karabasi. Karabasi. Everything with him was Karabasi, Lord. Karabasi. And he had a precious sister who lived down out of Montgomery sometime. We'd go by there. And if we'd down that way, we'd stay with her. She'd let us stay with her at night. And... Sometimes we get in there and get and pray and get talking about the Lord, the Spirit of God, move on her. Every time the Spirit of God moved on her, it was. Yeah, I love you, Lord. Don't see it? That's not like. I'm not criticizing good people. I love that old man. But I preached with him on the streets. And we went to meetings together. Which I mean, would sleep in the car, take a jug of water and wash up, go to a service station, and wash up, and just done what we could do. But then the Lord started taking me on, and I was in—I can't remember whether it's Talladega. I think it was Talladega, but it's somewhere over that way. In the late '80s or early '90s, and he come by my tent. He didn't live a couple of years longer than that. He come by my tent. And I pull up the trailer, and he's knocking on the door. And he looked around, saw my tent, my trucks, my chairs. He said, "Man," he said, "God's blessed you, ain't he?" I said, yeah, he have." But you know why? I grew. I set my heart to grow, a purpose to grow. He was still driving the same car, living in the same car, preaching on the street. Just had the same cot of a seat. My point is, where's the church? Where's the church, children? I ain't ain't being critical. But the Lord spoke in that meeting in 11, 9, 14. And God took me out in the Spirit that morning and I saw Samuel rent Saul's robe. And he said, this day the kingdom is rent from thee and given to a neighbor. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, this day the kingdom of heaven is rent from the church world. Y'all remember that? Y'all might have been in that meeting. He said, this day the kingdom of heaven is rent from the church world. And the Lord now is turning to the Gentiles. You know why? He can't get people to move. He can't get people to go nowhere. Paul told him in Acts 13, he said it was necessary that the Word of God should be preached to you first. But seeing you judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life, he said, Lo, I turned to the Gentiles. I've been saying ever since 2014, maybe 2013, I'm going to the Gentiles. I'm going to the Gentiles. I'm going to people hungry. I'm going to people you can preach to. That's when Brother Lonzo Cromer was coming around. I said, he can go preach to church. I'll preach the Gentiles. I'm in it. There ain't nothing I hate worse than trying to preach the word and preach a revelation. Of the word to take people somewhere, and you got to butt heads with old religious spirits that you can't teach them nothing, can't lead them nowhere. It's like a bunch of billy goats. Every time you turn around, they want butt heads with you. You got to have somebody flexible. You got to have somebody yielded. And the Lord said that day, and He began to speak in prophecy. He said, "The the kingdoms rent from the church world." He said, "I take the blessing off it." Take the prosperity of it. Take the blessing off this nation. He said sickness, disease, and judgment. And he said people this one time walked with God. He said the light in was going to turn to darkness. It going to start having sickness and failing health. And the Lord spoke and I started counting. I said one, two, three, four. I said seven plane crashes. That very afternoon, three hours after I spoke that, when the big evangelist preaches the kingdom of God down the Bahamas or Barbados or down there somewhere, him and his family and his whole evangelistic crew got killed in that plane crash. God said, I'm taking the kingdom. That was a sign. That was a sign. Then God turned around and I said, I'm going to have revivals. And I saw New Zealand. I saw Australia. I saw the Philippines. I saw that whole area over there in the South Pacific and I saw God break out great revival And then God spoke New Zealand And have great earthquakes Philippines have great earthquakes Japan have great earthquakes And he said he would shake North Korea With a devastating earthquake Let me tell you something New Zealand, them Solomon Islands all over in there They've had them earthquakes back in 2015 Some of them in 2016 Now God's going to the Gentiles He's fixing to reach people they don't know the name of Jesus. He said, behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He said, I'm doing something new. Can you see it? No, they can't. No, they can't. You all ever heard anybody quote that scripture? Having eyes to see, you see not. Having ears to hear, you hear not having a heart hardened, you don't understand? He said, because in the day when you see with your eyes, hear with your ears, and understand with your heart, you'll be converted and I'll do what? I'll heal you. The Lord spoke to me just a couple days ago. He said, that ain't salvation. He said, that's the kingdom. He said, they understand salvation. He said, but they can't see the kingdom. They can't hear the kingdom. They can't understand the kingdom. Still got people in Fort pain today. As much as I preach the kingdom of God there, start trying to talk to them about the kingdom. I don't understand. You don't want to understand. Because blinded your eyes. He's dulled your ears. He hid it from your heart. Why? You ain't interested. You stuck in your doctrine. You stuck in your tradition. Now we got to learn. Now we got to learn how to preach the heathen. we got to learn to preach the heathen. If you met somebody on the street tomorrow that did not know who Jesus was, could you preach to them? Could you talk to them about Jesus? Because you ain't going to be able to preach to them the way we preach to one another. You ain't going to be able to talk to them about the Word of God they don't know what the Word of God is. They don't know what it says. They don't know what it does. When my wife was telling that lady she, They didn't even know what sin was. How are you going to explain somebody what sin is? We went up to India, up to that state up there in the top part of India, Punjabi, right up there by Pakistan. It was only three miles from the Pakistani border. We stood on rooftops and preached. We could see over into Pakistan. And that brother up there told me, he said, now we've got blasphemy laws up here. He said, you don't talk about the gods these people serve. You do, they'll put you in jail and you won't get out. You spend 5, 10, 15 years in jail over here and said, can't nobody get you out. I said, don't you break these blasphemy laws. So what did I have to do? The Lord told me, he said, you start with creation. You explain the God of creation and you bring it on down to my holy child, Jesus. And I had to start with creation and break the word down. And tell them about Jesus. And night after night, for about five nights, I prayed for the sick. And God worked notable miracles. Started out with about 200. Time we finished up, four nights later, we had over a thousand people coming to hear about a God named Jesus. I learned to preach to them. I learned to preach to the heathen. This thing's going to the movement. The move of God in 2018 will be to the Gentiles. It will be the Gentiles I've talked to people about this And they've looked at me like I'm crazy They said well I feel the witness of it But I said but what I said this is the mind and will of God For his people in 2018 We've done nothing with what God's given us We've sat still, we've sat down We've waited for this, we've tried this We've tried that Well my God all we're doing is having good church If we're even having good church And everything God's doing in us Ain't going nowhere Say amen, roll me. What are we doing with what God's given us? Ain't it interesting just... My God, driving up here every morning, two, two and a half hours. Driving back home in the evening, two two and a half hours. That's five hours on the road. Five hours on the road and 200 miles on the car. $50 out of the gas tank. What are we doing? What are we accomplishing? If that's all I'm going to do, I'll set up the camera in the kitchen, the living room, and let y'all tune in on live stream, and I'll preach to you on live stream. If we going go do nothing more than just walk out of here and go back to our everyday lives. Did I say that out loud? Let's pay attention. Let's pay attention. God said, I do a new thing. I do a new thing. You ain't going to win these people with this old religion. Right after the Lord spoke that prophecy in September, where he said, Behold, I changed the course of man in the earth. He said, A new anointing. Is that what he said. He said, A new, a fresh, and a different anointing. We've seen God run some powerful anointings in this church. But God's want to do something different now, than anything he's ever done. We gotta be ready. We gotta be ready. We gotta be open. Amen. We've got to be open. I don't care what God does. I just want to know I'm in His will. Amen. I just want to know I'm walking in the mind of the Spirit. Amen. I just want to know I'm walking in the mind of the Spirit. You go back over to uh, the early part of 43. Verse 10, He says, You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, my servants, whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am He. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be any after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved, and I have showed. When there was no strange God among you, therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am He. There is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? So God said, I'm God. There ain't no other God after me. There ain't none before me. I'm God. I'm God. He said, I've chosen you to be my witness. I've chosen you to reveal myself in. So what are we revealing to people? Tongues? Shouting? Little dead prophecy? What are we doing? Laying hands on people. That ain't nothing happening. Y'all have pardon me, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm tired of religion. I want to see soul safety. Amen. I don't want to try to recycle and rechurch the church. That's all we've been doing. The Word's been preached for 30 years. All they're doing is recycling it. <laughs> recycling it, recycling it, recycling then go around and say, wow, what a move of God. Souls ain't getting saved. People ain't being healed. They ain't being delivered. Church ain't being added to. I got to thinking this morning. I didn't sleep about three hours last night. I tell you what, I found out why I didn't like to fast. You start fasting it takes your sleep away from you. The last two or three nights, I probably ain't slept six, seven hours all told. Because it does it, it stirs your spirit man up, takes sleep away from you. It's hard to sleep when you fast. And I found out. What it was about fasting I didn't like. Take sleep away from you. You can't rest. Stirred up your spirit, man. You lay there trying to rest. You said, oh God. God deliver, Lord set free, make whole. Oh God, Lord, my body needs some rest. In the name of Jesus in a revival. Sometimes she'll wake up and she'll hear me over her talking in tongues or praying or something. She'll reach your pat me on the shoulder and say, You all right? I said, I don't know. <laughs> don't know if I am or not. All I know there's a move and a stir of the Holy Ghost. And I told the Lord, I said, If you'll give me this kind of spirit, I said, I'll fast two or three days every week. I want my I want my dedication back. I don't want a spirit of fasting to where we lift ourselves up and we think we've done something in God. Because the Lord told me back. That's what I got into back in 2014. I got fasting the first full week of every month. First day of the month come, I'd start fasting. Fast seven, eight, nine days. Done that for about three months. And then this thing started flaring up in me. And the Lord told me. Here about two or three months ago, he said, I let that spirit come on. He said, I let this infirmity come on you. He said, because you start to get that same spirit of fasting you had back in the 80s. He said, where well, you feel like you're doing this, like something you can do. Like. And he said, that spirit was fixing to start lifting you up. You start lifting yourself up. He said, and i you down. He said, because this ain't what I'm doing now. He said, he said self-denial has been preached wrong. Dedications have been preached wrong. He said, it ain't for your flesh to get glory. He said, it's for me to reveal myself in you. And the Lord's teaching me a brand new way. Brand new way. Amen. Brand new way. And I was thinking this morning, I said, Lord, where'd prayer lines come from? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Jesus didn't have prayer lines. The multitude came. He laid hands on them. He didn't line them up. Send them across a prayer ramp. Sure don't read where Paul did it. Did Paul pray for the sick? Yeah, as the Spirit led him. I'm sure the Spirit of God moved on those men in different situations. I'm sure there's many people got healed. But why? Paul was preaching. He said he perceived a man out there had faith to be healed. He said, get on your feet. Been laying from his mother's room. He said, get on your feet. Peter was preaching. Wherever he was, he looked out there and he knew the man. He said, Aeneas, get up. 38 years. I think he said the man been laying. He said, get up. That ain't having a prayer line. That's being led by the Spirit of God. See, all this stuff is tradition. It's doctrine. We've got into it. When people come up and say, I want to receive the Holy Ghost, they want you to lay hands on them. They won't speak in tongues. They want to jerk. They want to shout. Because the Holy Ghost is tied to tongues. And I, I I mean, there for a while, I started asking people, I said, You want the Spirit of Christ? You want to talk in tongues? Which is it you want? Because I went to preach on a radio station over in Boone, Mississippi back in the 90s. I think I was in Corinth, Mississippi, in Revival. And a man bought me some time on a big gospel radio station down at a Boone, Mississippi. So I drove over there on a Sunday morning. And man heard me preach. And when I come out of the studio preaching, he said, He said, Would you pray for me? He said, Yeah. I said, Yeah. What is it you need? He said, I've been trying to receive the Holy Ghost for over 20 years. I said, Whoa, wait a minute. You've been trying to do what? He said, I've been trying to receive the Holy Ghost over 20 years. I said, no, you ain't. I said, no, you ain't. I said, because God don't work like that. I said, if you sincerely surrendered your heart to the Lord, and I said, you've turned from a sinful life, and you're seeking God for His Spirit to come in you, I said, ain't going to take no 20 years. Now we're not talking to Him. And He said, well, He he said, God's changed me. And He said, I'm living different than I've ever lived, doing better than I've ever done. He said, but I ain't spoken tongues. So he said he was equating tongues to receiving the Holy Ghost. I said, no. I said, don't work like that. He said, really? I said, no. I said, I know a lot of people that's received the Holy Ghost. God's changed their life and they got the fruit of the Spirit coming forth. I said, but there's a lot of people I know have never talked in tongues. He just looked at me dumbfounded. He'd never heard such teaching. So I reached down there and I unlaced my shoe and I took my shoe off. And I said, you see that? He said, yeah. I said, somebody just bought that pair of shoes for me. And I said, when I went in there to buy that pair of shoes, I said, I told the man what size, what color, and told him to get me, uh, you know, maybe a half size bigger. Told him what color I wanted. And he said, all right, I'll be right back. I didn't tell him when he went to get his shoes to get the tongues with him. I said, because the tongues come with them. You get the Holy Ghost. If God wants you to speak in tongues, have gift of tongues, diversities of tongues, it comes with it. That man looked at me dumbfounded. But he understood. He understood. And I told people in that video, I made them. Posted on Facebook and YouTube. I said, there's a lot of y'all out there. I love you. I said, but the Lord sent in this gospel into all the world. The Lord sent in me to the Gentiles. And I said, there's some of you I preached to, prophesied to, laid hands on. I love you. I said, I may never see you again. I said, whoa. I refuse to keep going in churches that are not preaching this kingdom and moving people forward. I refuse to go preach recycled messages. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. Just like my wife said, I've had people that's got saved, delivered, healed under what God's put in me. And some of them supported me, but now it's like everything's just dried up. She told me, she said, look, she said, I don't want you falling off a roof again. I don't want my house burned down. She said, I don't want to see you about dead and me taking you to the hospital. Or herself. She said, for God to change us and get our attention, take us in the direction he's wanting to go. I said, I don't think that'll happen. I said, because I believe we're going to go in the direction God wants us to go. He didn't say, just like she said, He didn't say go fish in the same crappie hole. Get you a machete. Go cut away the briars. Dig out the rocks. Let's get some new fishing holes. Let's say, Lord, here am I. Order my steps, direct my paths. You're doing a new thing. Because see, everything we do is religion. Whether it's preaching, prophesying, praying for the sick, prayer life, it's all. It's it's become doctrine. It's become tradition. And I got, there's two or three people I know of, people just begging me, come pray for them. I told Lee the other day. I said, bring them to the church. Are oh, they too weak come to church? I said, well, I can't come pray for them. The Spirit of God speaks to me. It ain't going to do me no good to come down and pray for somebody. The Spirit of God don't speak to me. Right. Well, could you call them and pray for them over the phone? I said, same difference. Right. God don't speak to me. I don't control this. Now, God, speak to me. God, Papa, created a miracle on you in a heartbeat. I mean, in a heartbeat. It didn't take 15 seconds for my daughter to get a creative miracle on her back and neck. Christmas Day. Her mother called me from down, what was it, November? Called me from down in Florida, and I was in Fort Payne. I mean, like, and Lisa called me. She said, what are you doing? I said, me and Brother Michael just talking about 12.30. thirty or, or something at night, probably twelve thirty one 31 o'clock. And I said, why? She said, Mama feels like she's having a heart attack. She said she wants you to call. So I stepped out on the back porch, about to only place you can get a decent signal, and I called her and asked her what was going on. She told me, man, the Spirit of God hit me. I spoke the Word of God to her, and like that, like that. i done a creative miracle. done a creative miracle. See, I don't control this. This controls me. When the Spirit of God moves on me, I don't control it. I've had the Spirit of God move on me. It's like something grabs me and takes control of me. And I'm going to do whatever that Spirit's telling me to do. That's being moved on by the Spirit. I don't control me. I'm not my own. we got to get into this. We've got to find the way. For God to open the door to these Gentiles. I don't care who they are. I don't care what language they are. I don't care what nationality they are. The Lord told me they come in here in groups and multitudes. They set up communities. They set up closed societies. And they brought in religion. They brought in idolatry. They brought in false doctrines. And he said all these people that have brought these spirits of idolatry in here. He said it's spit up in this nation. It's fought against the true church. And pastors that don't have a relationship with God, he said, it's locked down the churches. And he said, that's why they can't preach. That's why they've gone to entertainment. They've let a spirit of idolatry shut them down. And the Lord said, this spirit's got to be broke. This spirit's got to be broken. I said, open the door, Lord. Open the door, Lord. Open the door. Open the door. Like a kid with a new toy, I'm jumping up and down. Open the door, Lord. Open the door. You know why? Because I know what's in here. If God will activate this, I know what's in here. Man, if you want to stir up a fight, just tell me I couldn't have revival somewhere when I was an evangelist. Just tell me I couldn't have revival somewhere. And I'd go to prayer. And i said, God, if you'd let me, I'll go there and have revival. I told a man one time, I said, if I know God's with me, I said, I'll walk up to the devil, slap him in the face, spit in his eye, dare him do anything about it if I know God's with me. I said, I'll have a revival on the back door of hell for this one. I want to know God's with me. I said, There ain't no such thing with God as Cain. And I was just that determined. Just that. Felt like I had that relationship with God. But now I walked in something different. I walked in something greater. The kingdom of heaven ain't coming. It's here. It's here. I am ain't coming now. He has come down. Move of God ain't coming. God told me on November the 12th, y'all, you was with me. You was with me. God told me on the night of November 12th when I sat down in that little church up there in Blue Ridge, He said, A new move has started. It has begun. It has started. It has begun. It ain't coming. It's here. It's here. It's here. But we got to step into it. You got to dare to believe God. got to dare to believe Him. Take Him at His word. Amen. Take Him at His word. The kingdom of heaven ain't at hand. The kingdom of Heaven's here. It's here. But who's going to take God at His word? Who's going to dare to believe? Who's going to dare to believe? See, you go back, go back and read them prophecies. I've printed a lot of them all. Go back and read them prophecies. And God said, "I'll give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that goes beyond Pentecost." Has He not? But what are we doing with it? We got to do something with this church. We got to do something with it. Because there's lost souls out there. I'd rather preach. Y'all have heard me say this many times. I'd rather preach to five hungry people that don't know who Jesus is or is hungry for God than I had preached to a hundred church folks. These people hungry. Go in among them. Have one miracle. See what happens. One physical noble what I call sea miracle. Grow a short leg. Straighten a crooked spine. God, open a blind eye and stop a deaf ear. You'd have more people than you could preach to in a month. Why? They ever see the reality of God. They prayed to gods of stone, gods of wood. They prayed to men that are dead. They never got any answers to their prayers. You show them a true and a living God. So mature in the living God. We're trying to rechurch this dead bunch of backslid. Don't care whether they grow in God or not. We're trying to rechurch this bunch. That's what we've been trying to do. We're trying. To, we're trying to rechurch the church. God didn't say this new thing I'm doing. I'm packaging the old in a different package. Ain't what God said. God said I'm doing a new thing. He said don't you look back to things of old. Don't you consider them. Don't you look back at them. Is that not what God told us? Did He not say in Isaiah forty-two? Let me see if I read it. See if I can find it. No, I didn't. I didn't read the one I was thinking about. I had in Isaiah forty-two. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Isaiah 42, verse 9. Let me back up, verse 8. I am the Lord. That is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my peace to graven images. God ain't going to give these people peace and then bow down these graven images. Behold, the former things are come to pass. Everything God done in Pentecost, people turned it into doctrine. They've turned it into traditions. They've turned it into religion. They've come to pass. They ain't looking for nothing new. They ain't want nothing new. They ain't fighting for nothing new. They've settled down and died in religion. God ain't their God. Jesus ain't their God. Religion's their God. You don't think so? Challenge one of them on their tongue. See what kind of religious demons you stir up i stir religious demons up they'd be ready to fist fight me. And y'all know I have. I mean, I've had people so mad claiming to be full of the Holy Ghost and claiming to be born again. And I've had them so mad they're ready to fist fight. Man, what kind of testimony you got? Don't take much to a religious devil up. Behold, the former things shall come to pass and new things do I declare before they spring forth. I tell you, has God not been telling us new things are coming? Now they're here. Now they're here. We can either go on and try to rechurch the church. I wouldn't say God open new doors, order my feet in new paths. God, give me some heathen, give me some idol worshipers. give me somebody in darkness. Give me the ability and the wisdom and understanding. Talk to them about the kingdom. Talk to them about the Christ. Right. Talk to them about salvation. Right. Can we do it? Yeah. Can we do it? Yeah. I told y'all we went to Punjabi and I was up there and, and I was talking to some of the people, the, the missionaries. And I was telling them, I said, now, y'all can't go out there preaching at these people's gods. I said, you do? You wind up in jail? I said, you spend 5, 10, 15 years over here in jail? I said, ain't nobody get you out. That's just their law. And I said, so you won't spend 5, 10, 15 years in a dirty, nasty Indian jail? I said, talk about these people's gods and run them down and see what happens. one man said, well, I'll just go out there and tell them what the Bible says. I said, they ain't going to do you no good tell them what the Bible says. They don't know what the Bible says. i just tell them what the Bible said about Jesus. I said, they don't know what the Bible is. <laughs> and I talked to him about two or three minutes. I that. Blah, 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 blah. What am I going to do then? I said, you're going to preach to the heathen. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's when I found out church folks who preached to other church folks. Preach to the church, folks, but how are you gonna preach to people never heard the gospel? You gotta go back to the simple, basic gospel of Christ. Go back, and read Acts thirteen, where Paul stood, and preached the gospel to people up there in what is it, Antipas or, or the Church in Antioch at Antipas, not the the Christian Church, but the other church on that island up there. Hey, just preached the simple gospel. How they... <coughs> Paul spoke that man, perceived he had faith, to get healed. Sit, get up on your feet. And he got up on his feet. Started shouting and magnifying God. They went out and got oxen and garland and the priest ready to sacrifice to Paul and Barnabas. He said, y'all can't do that. Or Paul and Silas. He said, y'all can't do that. And they said the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. See, that's all they knew was superstition. They didn't know about Jesus. We're going to have to learn to preach Jesus to people who's never heard the heathen. Simple. Simple gospel. Simple. You can't even preach the simple gospel to church folks. Is the truth. You can't preach simple to them. In fact, you can't preach to them simple, complicated, revelated, or any other way. I'm sorry, I'm in a good mood. I feel the working of the kingdom. I feel the working of the Spirit of God. And it's time to declare the kingdom. It's time to declare the kingdom. Preaching of the kingdom so is what's going to bring deliverance. So Paul preached the kingdom. Philip preached the kingdom. Philip went down to Samaria and preached the city, preached Christ unto him, And the whole city turned out with joy. See, he was filled with joy. Philip had miracle signs wonders live, and he preached things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Stood up all the religious devils and witchcraft spirits. Here comes Simeon, bound with the spirit of sorcery that bewitched the people for a long time, and people thought he was a great man of God. People are rocked to sleep with religion. It's time to declare the gospel of the kingdom. When you declare the gospel of the kingdom, God will do the works of the kingdom. Amen. He'll do the works of the kingdom. I hope y'all appreciate this word today. Amen. Time to get up and be about the Father's business. What, what, what the, what's the Lord been telling us for several years now? Get up and be about the Father's yeah, business. Yeah, right. And He's equipped us. I ain't going to tell you we got everything we need, but I'm going to tell you we got a whole, whole lot in here we ain't never put into action. It's time to put it in action. He says, Deborah, God done something down there in Fort Payne yeah. on the 27th of October. God done something. Something went in us. Something come down, went in us, and people ain't using it. It's got to. We got to use it. The Lord told us He gave us a great experience, and my God, the Word He opened up about the Spirit of Prophecy. Never have I seen the mystery of the kingdom revealed like that Spirit of Prophecy was revealed. The Lord ain't giving us all this sit still with it. He's giving us to do something with it. Amen. Don't make no difference. Who they are, what nationality they are. I got to doing some research, and there's, they say there's up to 13.5% of the population of the United States is legal immigrants, and that figures up to about 40, 40 million people. 40 million. And then they say there's another 10 to 12 million illegals in here. So 50. 50 and 60 million people in here and they ain't going to tell it how many of them are idol worshipers. Never heard of the true and the living God. We're around them every day. You worked on your job with them. You probably see them. You probably got some work with you. See them every day. Eat with them. Walk by them on the street. Shop with them in the stores every day. And you never think about them being bound by idolatry. You never think about them living in darkness. Man, that's darkness. That's death. That's death. You realize that people are bound by that spirit, they're on the way to hell. Right. And they don't know a true and a living God. And we, like I said, we're around them every day and don't ever think about it, talking to them about Jesus. I believe the Spirit of God's going to start moving on people. Yes, sir. Yes. Tell them about me. Like the Lord told Philip, he said, You rise up. And I think he told him, Go south. And Philip was going south out of Samaria and walking down that road. And he saw Ben riding that chariot. Yes. And the Lord said, Go join yourself to him. Go up and talk to him. Yeah. Lord told us, said, "Go talk to him." No, I may God. You let somebody else go talk to him. No, Lord said, "Go talk to him." Go and when up there, the man had the scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, out. High-ranking official from Ethiopia. One of Queen Candace. Great men. He was riding along that chariot reading the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, and Philip went up to him and joined himself to him and said, Understanding what thou readest? And he said, No, nope, some man tell me. The Bible said, Philip, open his mouth right there at Isaiah and begin to preach Jesus. Begin to preach Jesus. And he's going down the road and seeing a big pond over there. And the man said, Is there anything to keep me from being baptized? He said, said, I believe. Took the scroll of the prophet prophet Isaiah. Didn't have a new Testament. Took the scroll of the prophet Isaiah and preached Jesus to him. Took him down there and baptized him. Philip came up out of the water. Spirit of the Lord called him up. Man didn't think nothing about it. He just got in his chariot and went on rejoicing, praising God. Salvation had come to him. Philip was found 20-something miles down the road. Preaching in towns and villages about the Christ. This is where god, god wants to do greater than this. God wants to do greater. But man, I'd be glad god get us up to that speed. <laughs> Would y'all not be glad god get us up to that speed? Use us like that. Amen. But now I'm going to tell you, I don't know if Peter and him used interpreters or not, because Peter wasn't an educated man. But when he went in, Cornelius, Cornelius either spoke Hebrew or somebody had to interpret Latin. Amen. But all them people there didn't speak Latin. Didn't speak Hebrew. Didn't speak Greek. Didn't do it. I think the New Testament's written in Greek. The Old Testament's written in Hebrew if I remember right. Don't ask me why there's a difference. But but anyway, it's time to be up and about the Father's business. God may have to give us diversities of tongues. One thing he said, he set in the church. First Corinthians twelve twenty eight. He said, "I've set. I've, I've, I've set these in church. First apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles, gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues." He said, I "Set them in the church. Why? They had people coming from everywhere. Had people coming from everywhere. You appreciate the Lord. I don't know about y'all, but me. This has been good." It's time to get up and be about the Father's business. We need to start praying for this church. And that's one thing I've done when I went, the Lord told me in this time of fasting and prayer. He said, you start praying for the church in L J, And you pray praying for God to order your steps in 2018. You pray for me to order your steps right. in 2018. That's the two things I sought the Lord for. And while I was praying and seeking God, somebody started asking me about prayer. And asking me about, you know, we went through that prayer book last year and God told us to pinpoint things in prayer. Target things in prayer. And somebody was asking me about that. And the Lord spoke to me. Out of the book of James, He said, And Elijah prayed earnestly that it might not rain. He targeted that. He targeted that. So he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. Then God spoke to him again, said, and he went back and prayed fervently that the rain would come. So you can target things in prayer. You can target things in prayer. Maybe we just need to target prayer in prayer. So we can get people to pray. I'm ready to see a spirit. I know what God showed me about this church. He said that spirit to go out five miles in every direction. I seen that man come up the road. He come up the road just like this. Got right in front of the church. That door was open. He rolled his window down. Pointed his finger out that car and said, that God in that church is real. We can have that. If we listen to what God's telling us, I don't care how many's here. The Lord told me don't worry about numbers. So I'm going to tell you, the spirit of God explodes. God slays people for five miles in every direction, convicts them. You will not be able to get them in this church we just got to keep pressing until we get this breakthrough. Amen. Let's get it broke through. Let's quit waiting and let's get it broke through. Let's say God order my steps. Amen. Appreciate the Lord today. Let's ask God to bless this word. Father, I thank you for this word. Bless it into our hearts. Sanctify it by the working of your Spirit. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to hear. What the Spirit is speaking unto the church, Lord, you're, you're revealing your kingdom. You're revealing your will. God, let this word sink down in our hearts. Let us put our hand to it, put it in action. Give us direction, Father. Give us direction. We give you honor, praise, and glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. I appreciate this today. Man, I feel like this ought to put your hearts to burning. Your heart's to burning and your spirit's to churning. Because <laughs> there is a working of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There is a working of the Spirit of God. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Y'all, hearts and minds clear. All right, I'm going to go ahead and receive the offering. Please do what you can. I want to remind everybody what, what I found about the word Elijah is new growth. That's the Indian name for Elijah. And I don't think that's coincidence. No, and the Lord spoke about the rivers, too. looked out and everything was so green and that's why they called it Hallelujah. that's what, That's an Indian name but I don't think that's a coincidence Lord spoke 2014, he said, you watch what I do in LAJ, so there's a purpose for us being here there's a divine purpose come on, do what's right in the eyes of the Lord Hallelujah yeah.